Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Not too long ago, there wasn't much to men's grooming besides razors and shaving cream. That's not the case anymore, and today's guest is on the front lines of keeping guys like me and you looking good. Jaime Crispo is the general manager of Harry's, a company that set out to build a better, less expensive razor, but now does so much more, and we're going to be talking about that on the show. Jaime, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. Excited to engage. It's good to have you here. Let's start with the basics. For the listeners who may not have heard of Harry's, explain what the company does and how it started. So Harry's is a um, you know flagship, uh, disruptive omnichannel brand. What you know, we're a very customer centric brand. We started as digital native and have like a strong like D two C analytics insights CX team. So that gives us like a lot of connectivity, intimacy with customers and insights. And you know, our purpose has been consistently to like try to like better serve customer needs. So we look into the customer, we understand what are like the underserved needs that the current like, you know, legacy brands that have been doing the same thing for years are not like really like tapping into. And we reimagine how we can better serve customers. We started in 2013 to take on safe and we completely disrupt that category. That category was underserving customers with products that were overpriced, that were over-engineered, like, highly complicated and you know it was like very difficult to like also like serve customers so we went there we offer like a high quality product that's like five german engineer blades that provide like a very sharp close safe at a like fair price half the price of the main competitor and we were you know offering it directly to your home so you could like subscribe to our blades and receive it like you know on a monthly basis or by monthly basis and that like tap into like a complete new customer that really like, you know, was tired of like what the market was offering them and drove a ton of like growth. Uh, today we have over 20 million customers were the number two brand in, you know, every like market and place that we operate. And, you know, as we've been growing the brand, we've been tapping that same logic and expanding into a lot of like new and exciting categories, you know. I got to tell you, everybody that's in business always talks about the razor blade model being the best. I've know that when I was at Kodak, we got into the inkjet business and it was very much the same. We called it the razor blade theory. Now out there, what they did was the competition gave you the, basically the printer for free, but then charged you more than the price of blood, human blood for the inkjet cartridges. You guys started off as an e-commerce company, but now you can find the razors at big box stores, even the grocery store. Why did you make the move from the e-commerce side to what we would call traditional retail? For us, the way we think about it is we're a disruptive omnichannel brand. And the omnichannel is like a flywheel. So we're, you know, serving customers, being customer-centric, we serve customers wherever they are. So if they want to have a relationship with us where we're sitting to their home, we can have that relationship. But if they are already like buying a retail store, their groceries or products, and, you know, they want to like purchase their blades there, we also want to be present there. What's different from, you know, the legacy traditional CPG brands is that as a digital native brand, that's how we started. We're creating like a flywheel with, you know, that is omnichannel where our like D2C experience 
creates like a platform for us to like experiment, to learn, to like have a direct relationship with consumers to really like understand what are their needs, how we can better serve them. And that equips us with like a better way to like, you know, come to life on retail and mass retail to like, you know, communicate on mass media. So like one is feeding the other and the other way around, you know, and that's what's created like a powerful competitive advantage. But the reason why we expanded from, you know, just digital and, you know, e-commerce to retail is just to follow the customers where they are and, you know, serve them something new, exciting, differentiated, you know, providing better options for customers that they will like more in whatever, like, you know, channel that they, you know, prefer to show. I got to tell you, of all the guests that I've had on this show, no one's ever talked about the flywheel and talking about the whole customer in the way that you're doing it. And I hope everybody that's listening is paying close attention because you're getting a lesson in marketing and how to serve the customer. What you're describing is really about capturing customer behavior, isn't it? I mean, because it's not a natural thing for a guy to get online and go, hey, I need some razors. I need a new shaver. You got to really know what you're doing. And that's an expensive way to capture a customer as opposed to capturing them where they're at. That's exactly right. And that's what being like a customer centric, you know, brand and at the end of the day, like as a marketeer, that's, you know, how we approach, um, you know, building the brand, what provides you that you're not just like trying to change behavior and forcing people to do things that they don't. You're just trying to meet them where they are and offering something that is innovative, that is like, you know, much more expansive on the thinking and that can, you know, provide like options that they like most. So we're talking with Jaime Crespo. He's the general manager at Harry's. I mean, let me ask you, what is your avatar? I mean, who, who do you kind of describe? Is it a guy like Jeff Hazlett, you know, uh, late 50s, early 60s, a dapper gentleman, or is it something else? I mean, how would you describe your avatar? Or do you have a number of them? For myself or for the brand and the consumer? For the brand, for the brand. For the brand. Yeah. The way we think about it is like, hey, as a brand, we're like independent brand. We're like still like self-funded. We like, you know, when everyone like six, we suck really like look into customer problems and reimagine like better ways to serve them and to like tap into it. And in terms of our customer, we see a ton of parallel. You know, I think like our customer, we call it like the enjoyer, is someone that is, he wants to like stand up and he wants to like, you know, make sure that has an imprint on their life and that can live their life on their own terms. And, you know, there is like always like a constant social need to like blend with the environment, to like, you know, be accepted to like be part of like, you know, the social uh, ecosystem. But as an individual, you want to like stand out, you want to like carve your own path, you want to like make your own history. And what we want is we wanted to inspire that guy to craft their own image and to prepare themselves in the morning with their ritual and their routine. You know, when you craft your own image, you are like prepared to like face the world and to like make it on your own terms. And that's our like guy is someone that is more engaged on grooming because it's their moment for themselves to like really like prepare for the day. And that they like to like try new products that they are a bit more on the advanced or edge of like taking care of themselves and think about like their, you know, routines and rituals from like saving to like, you know, hairstyle to like, you know, their body wash and skincare. So it's like a bigger regimen. And that's why we've been able to like expand successfully into like a ton of different new categories. I want to get to those new categories in just a second, but I, I have to ask you about the name Harry's. How did you come up with it? Was it a play on words or is there really a guy named Harry or did you like Harry's because it kind of reminded a guy's your Harry? I don't know. Which yeah. was it? Yeah. Like Jeff and Andy were the founders of 
you know, the brand. And they are a big reason why I joined Harris in terms of the culture and the team that they built and the brand vision. They were like thinking about naming. They had like, you know, a relative that was like Harris. That, and the idea is like, is someone that is relatable, is familiar, that you can like think about your uncle, Harry, but it's also like a play on words of her and Harry, you know, with Harris. And that's like also part of our like tone of voice that is always a bit like more like hearted and, you know, fun. And that's how the name was created. And it's a name that people can relate to. It's like you can think about like Harris, the person behind the brand, your uncle that, you know, created this company. Fantastic. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this message. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. C-Suite Radio. So glad to have you tune in and listen to All Business with Jeffrey Hazett right here on C-Suite Radio. I'm talking with the general managers of Harry, uh, Jaime uh, Crispo, and I want to ask you this question. Harry's offers more than razors, all right? There's skincare, there's deodorant, there's body wash and more. I mean, I remember the days when it was just razors and soap. What's behind the expansion? I think we're constantly expanding into new and existing categories to ensure that we're providing the best options for our customers. So like, if you think about the last 12 months alone, we launched a new line of deodorants, anti-dandruff, skincare, and we relaunch our blades to be sharper and more durable. Our approach is always the same. You start with the customer and then you walk backwards. So like, we have over 20 million customers. We have a D2C CX platform with a strong insights and analytics, and that allows us to like connect with them directly and being able to receive constant feedback on what they are liking, what they are not, you know, what we can bring to the table that address their needs in ways that are always like new and different. And that's how we like establish our role. We want to like, you know, disrupt and reinvent those categories, not just like play on them. And we've been doing that consistently. Like, for example, if you take about the skincare category, it's a category that is growing and that there is a need for guys, but the category is so confusing and it's intimidating with the options that are out there that guys really don't know what they need. Like if you think about men, two-thirds of men use women's skincare products and the skin of guys is different. It's thicker, it has more hair. So those products are not developed for them. So we wanted to create a very clear, easy regimen with like three pillars, clean, moisturize, and target that can be used for long-term health, but they, you feel them, you know, immediately. And we also like the way that we approach it in terms of uh, marketing was like a bit different in terms of like how we can like provide like more education or like, you know, explain the benefits of those products so that customers could engage on it. And that's been our approach that has helped us like move into like new categories in ways that are like meaningful and impactful. Like if you look into like, for example, our body wash category, like on target, we have like double digit market share. We're growing across the board over like 40% year over year. And that's a result of like that customer centricity and focus and reimagining how to better serve needs, you know? And that's been like our approach. Are all the categories across this spectrum growing like that? Yes, we've seen a ton of growth. I think last year uh, we grow like 25% year over year. 
both on our existing business, like we brought like over one point of market share on safe, but also like on the new categories that we're entering. And we've seen that success over the years and not just with, you know, our brand Harris and the way that we have expanded into new categories, but also with other brands that we have incubated in the Harris King company. So like we have a labs team that is always like incubating or wearing like new brands. And we incubated three brands like Flamingo, Cat Person and Headquarters. And the way, you know, our approach there, what's very interesting is that we use what we've learned, you know, in growing the Harris brand. And we apply that approach to each one of the new brands of how to like build disruption, how to scale those brands. And what we have created is like a playbook that we can like, you know, leverage on new categories, on existing categories to like unlock more growth and reinvent them or in like creating like new brands, you know, and that playbook together with a strong infrastructure is what we believe that, you know, is like our secret sauce and what will unlock our, you know, company vision of building this family of disruptive omnichannel CPG brands that provide something that people like more. I get the sense that you use a lot of customer feedback to drive the new products, but I'm also getting the sense that you actually pay attention to data more than maybe even customer feedback. I mean, customer feedback is always great, but data, data never lies. And it sounds like to me, you, you have a robust data collection and that you're looking at this data to determine, well, okay, let's go take this shampoo, rename it Flamingo or whatever. I don't know all your products, so excuse me for that. Take that category product, create the product, name it something and go after. Is that is that about right? Yeah, I think it's the combination of both. So like, I'll give you an example. When we look into like our new deodorant line, we receive thousands of customers. And that's the important thing of creating like a good customer base. Thousands of customers, they actually actively like call us or send us emails or every time we'll have like a social media post, they will like, you know, send us like a response like, hey, we can't wait to launch like our, a new deodorant or like launch this new sense of body in deodorant. So like what we do is like we reach out to those customers and we say, okay, what's wrong with your current offering? Why do you need a new deodorant? And that's where we start like building insights. We combine that with a strong analytics about market, like apps, opportunities, you know, and then like real feedback when we launch something. We have like a process where we like reiterate and we'll have like a feedback loop where we learn what's working, what's not, what is the best way of positioning a product, what are the benefits that customers are really like resonating to. And, you know, that's like a feedback loop that together with a company structure that is driven towards like ownership, agility, like a speed to market, allow us to like act on those inputs and insights much faster and reiterate on the products and create winning propositions. And, you know, that's, that's been like the recipe to be able to like, you know, disrupt new categories too. So I, I looked at your resume, Jaime, you, you came from Amazon, you came from Anheuser-Busch, you came from, I think, Unilever as well. And I don't want to knock those companies because I've had some of those leaders on this and by any means, but do you see a difference in the way you're reiterating on the product and reinventing faster than even those companies? Yes. I see like a difference in terms of like we have our Harris way. And for me, like, yeah, I worked like 15 years on CPG, Unilever and Heiser Boost. That created like a very strong foundation. Then I realized or I recognized that the world was changing in terms of how customers will purchase products, but they will interact with the brands with the move to online. So I went to Amazon to do some exciting work and build my skill set in terms of like, you know, I led like 
marketing for tech innovations like augmented reality or like retail programs like wedding registry. But, you know, here it is like more of an integrator role where I could bring both of those experiences together. And these two ways of connecting customers where you will have the craftsmanship and the curation of a strong CPG brand, but also the direct-to-consumer relationship that will allow you to understand customers more deeply, faster, you know, and innovate in their behalf. And I think that, you know, idea of the integrator, the omni-channel, how to unlock both these marketing disciplines into like one. And, you know, this is like, Harris is like, seems like the perfect home to bring those experiences together. And that's what, you know, we are developing and why I wanted to join to like, you know, defining the next step of the brand of like this playbook of how we can bring disruption in a way that is truly omni-channel and it's not like just one way or the other, but it's the unlock of making both of them work enough as a flywheel, like you know, truly in an omni-channel way. I, I love that. You know, I'm working with an online retailer of guns called Big Daddy Big Daddy Unlimited, same thing, very big e-commerce company, but lacks some of the traditional kinds of processes and everything. We're an old guy like me, not as, not as young as you, but an old guy like me gets to teach him some new tricks. Speaking of some new tricks, let me take a quick break and we'll come right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Now we're talking right now with Jaime Crespo. He's the GM for the Harry's brand. Harry's brand. Now we're using the term GM. What a Tell me the difference, because not a lot of people know what the difference between a GM is, maybe in a CEO or president or chairman. So what's the GM role? Yeah, the general manager um, role, uh, I'm responsible for like the D2C business, the marketing disciplines, and the commercial and innovation plans. This model, what it allows you is like to have more point of accountability, speed, build expertise around the brand. And be able to like move fast and make decisions, you know, in a way that is much more autonomous and independent. So we have an infrastructure that, you know, help us. We can tap into for resources uh, of a centralized team, but then the brands are organized with different general managers so that they can like drive those decisions fast and speed to market agility and, you know, with full ownership. And that's pretty empowering and it allows us to like, you know, be faster and innovate you know, at a higher rate than other type of organizations. Harry's been known for disrupting the men's razors. Any plans to disrupt other parts of the medicine cabinet? Yeah, like we're always like thinking about our customers, talking with them and figuring out how to innovate on their behalf and where there are like underserved customer needs, where the existing like offering doesn't like tap into it. We've been very successful to move from a safe where we're still like driving a ton of growth and disrupting that category. And, you know, we're reimagining ourselves and innovating there to like expand into other categories. We expand into body with body wash and bar soap, into hair with hair style, hair care, like anti-dandruff. And uh, recently, like last month, we launched skincare for your face. And we're like thinking about, you know, other opportunities. We're very ambitious and on our innovation roadmap. And, you know, that's a key driver to like, keep ahead with the trends to like, you know, reimagine the customer, how, you know, they could interact with grooming products better. But our focus has been much more on the grooming space. That's crafting your own uh, self-image. That's where we believe we have the right to play. And unlike like traditional, like legacy CPG brands, that usually they are more like monoproduct. We've been very successful to be more like a personal care, like a grooming partner that can have a range of products that are meaningful across the spectrum. 
How about content? You know, we always talk about in the C-suite network about how to use content to grow your brand. How are you using content, Jaime? Yeah, we, we have like a ton of like different type of content that we use on social media and other channels. The way that we do it is like all based on the purpose of the brand. So like, you know, as a brand, we believe that we are independent. We're not the same. We want to like inspire people to also like have their own path and not just like, you know, follow the heart. And the type of content that we do is like, it's on different levels around that idea. So we have content around our products. What are the things on our products that are unique, different, disruptive, those proof points that are also not the same. And then on our people or, you know, influencers, ambassadors, like our consumers, what makes them also like, you know, be independent, carving their own path, like be not the same. And then our social mission, which is like a big pillar for us. I don't know, Jeffrey, if you know about it, but from the beginning, since we set the brand, we always set aside like 1% of our sales, nonprofits. And then like, you know, a few years ago, we redefined that social mission to focus on mental health. And that's an area where we you know, are very active, very passionate about. We've been working with incredible organizations to like make sure that we have like big impact on mental health space, particularly on the populations that are more at risk, like LGTB, you know, veterans like Jouth. And the, the reason behind it is like we care about how guys look, you know, and how they present themselves to the world so that they are inspired to like carve their own path and not just blend with others. But we also care about like how they care in their inside too. And those two things are like so intrinsically connected. So that's why our social mission is, you know, extremely important for us. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate that. And so do a lot of other people who are trying to help people have better lives all the way around, inside and out. I need some work on the outside. I think I need to go get a razor and probably take some of this off. Got to do my best to look as best I can. Jaime, thanks so much for joining us right here today on All Business with Jeffrey Hayes. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Jeffrey. We appreciate it. Hey, at the end of every show, I always like to talk about what I learned. Let me tell you the biggest thing, old dogs, new tricks. Let me tell you, I love the fact that they were talking about the flywheel. They were talking about customer behavior and capturing customer behavior and listening to customers. But here was a guy that was experienced in the old world with some of the big brands, Anheuser-Busch, Unilever, and yet was brought into a very, very digital company so he could bring those processes to a fast-growing company. That's what happens in an entrepreneurial company. You start off as a one-woman band. Then you add devout followers. You like reach around and say, hey, you can balance the checkbook. You're now the head of finance. And then you've got to go to these skilled practitioners. That was a reminder from today's show and listening to a great marketer on how they're doing it. They're knocking it out of the park. Hey, you want to knock it out of the park? Listen to this show more and listen to all shows right here on C-Suite Radio. And don't forget to tell your friends all about our show and others that are here. That's how we grow. And we appreciate you so much. Thanks so much for being a listener and a follower and a friend right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.